I made it. This is episode 50. 50 episodes. Actually, it's more than 50 episodes because I've had several two-parters or even a three-parter. But the point is, I've made it. 50 episodes of balancing cultures. And the truth is, I can and can't believe it. Because I'm the type of person who will push through most things if I've committed to a goal. It doesn't mean that I come out the other side healthy, mentally fit, or emotionally sound, but I reach my goal. In episode 40, one year of podcasting, my mom asked me how I balance life with this project. Well, I don't always make it work. There have been many tears through lockdowns and everything else since my podcast planning began in January 2020. My husband has been the biggest support, but there are many others who have helped me keep my head above water. In this episode, you'll meet one of them. Kelty McGuire is here to talk about clarity. What is it? Why she sought it for herself? How she helped me? And where do we go from here? Because clarity is not just knowing what we want, need, and value. It's taking action, getting unstuck, and in motion. Go to balancingcultures.com for the full show notes with links and related episodes. While you're there, sign up for the newsletter for bonus content. But let's go ahead and start the conversation. I'm Megan Kitchen, and this is Balancing Cultures. Because this episode is about, well, this episode is two things. This is celebrating balancing cultures reaching 50 episodes. But one of the reasons I've hit 50 episodes or something that supported me along my way was gaining clarity. And one of the people who helped me get there was you. And so, yeah, I wanted to do an episode celebrating but also giving a behind-the-scenes look to how I got here. And this is one of the elements, and you are one of the elements. I'm super honored. <laughs> I have to give all I, – I, I guess I won't get, give all credit to you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you invested yourself and put in the time and the efforts to, to go through this process with me and on your own. So, um, yeah, I'm super honored to be here. And I have to say uh, congratulations for reaching 50 episodes. Thank because you. It is an incredible feat. I'm a podcaster myself, and uh, I, I could learn a few things from you. That's for Aww. sure. Thank you. Well, we're going to get to know you and your story and what led you to even be a coach and someone helping people find clarity and take action. But before we dig into that, let's just kind of clarify, what is clarity? Yeah, good question. Okay, so my personal definition of clarity encompasses three things. And uh, those things are, first of all, really just being clear in terms of what it is you want. So, you know, what do I want in my life as a whole? What do I want in this particular circumstances, cir circumstance, pardon me? So where is it I'm going? Um, and, and with that, we have, you know, the direction piece as well. So uh, the path that I'm taking in order to get there. So that's the first piece, like direction, where am I going? What's I want? Uh, second piece is alignment. So really, it's not, I don't just believe knowing what you want, but having an understanding of why you want it and having, I guess, context in terms of how that fits with your life as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really easy for us to fixate ourselves on a particular goal or vision or point in the future 
and to maybe not have done that for the the right reasons. And and when I say that, I mean, you know, because we've had um, you know, family members or friends saying, hey, you know, you're so good at that. That's totally what you should do. Or um, because something makes sense on paper. But the alignment piece is super important because we want to feel like where we're investing our time and energy is actually uh, in connection with our values, what's important to us, and ultimately how we want to be spending our days and our lives. And then the third piece is taking action, which, first of all, as you know, um, taking action is a great way in order to get more clarity. So in order to get that direction, in order to kind of, you know, align yourself with what's important and what matters to you. But action is also where we realize our vision. So having, you can have the most perfect, clear vision of what it is you want, where it is you're going, all your reasons behind that. But if you don't take the steps in order to make it happen, effectively, you're going nowhere. Yeah. And so that's in a nutshell, kind of your goal when you're Mm. working with people. Mm -hmm. But I want to take us all the way back to before you did these things and you seeking clarity for yourself and your own story that then motivated you to help others in similar situations. So what is Kelty's story? What is my story? Gosh, well, you know, it, it involves lots of um, blood, sweat, and tears. As I Literally. Suppose, <laughs> yeah, as I suppose a lot of our stories do. Um, I was, you know, I was in the business world. I was doing sales for the better part of my career. Um, and there were aspects of that I really enjoyed. And I have to say that probably the sort of, um, you know, the autonomy and that entrepreneurial spirit that you see in, a, in most sales roles um, is something that really appealed to me. You know, I like not necessarily being in, in my desk all day, having somebody watching over my shoulder, um, you know, seeing what I was doing, but really being able to create my own income, shape my days and have a lot of diversity in terms of where I was spending my time and energy. That said, I did arrive at a point where I thought, okay, you know, the role I was in at the time I was doing advertising sales, um, wasn't feeling super fulfilled by it, started questioning if I should be doing other types of work, you know, would I start my own business at that point? It's a dream that I'd had for a long, a long time, but I didn't have a particular, um, I guess, business idea attached to that. I just, I really liked this idea of being my own boss. And at that point, that was, so that was t- 2011, and we had a home break-in, um, which, oh. which is an interesting thing to have. I, I don't know if I actually, I've actually told you this story, but our apartment was broken into, and as often happens, they stole all of my jewelry. And when I had first finished university, I'd worked in the jewelry industry for, you know, for a couple of retailers, became quite interested in jewelry design and gemstones and whatnot. And so I'm at this point, you know, in, in my job, I've been there a couple of years, not feeling super happy, wondering what's next. We've now had this home break in, a lot of dissatisfaction happening. And throughout the course of the coming weeks, a, a few things happened. One is I, I decided I needed to get some more jewelry. <laughs> um, luckily, <laughs> obviously. We had, obviously, luckily, we had, an, you know, insurance coverage and payout. And when I started looking around in shops, I thought, you know, a lot of these pieces, I wonder if I could actually make these myself. And at that same time, there was this book that was published in Vancouver at the time. um, And it was a guide that showcased female entrepreneurs in different types of industries. So, you know, it was like a female restaurant owner or a clothing designer. And there were a couple of jewelry designers in there. And I just Mm -hmm. remember being very enticed by that and thinking, you know, this is a really cool kind of profession and it's creative and it's all these things. So, I not not at this point having planned to start my jewelry business. I took a class, a couple hour you know afternoon sort of class, and some basics of jewelry making. Made my first pair of earrings. 
proceeded to do, you know, a couple other pieces and in very short order thought, right, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to design jewelry. I'm going to be a jewelry designer, get it figured out. So I, I ended up doing that. And I did that alongside my day job for a number of years, um, at which point, I guess, 2016, 2017, I went full time with it. You know, that's where the real fun began. <laughs> began. Um, it's, it's super, you know, being your own boss, um, there's a lot that's wonderful about it. And there's a lot of challenges. And I guess, you know, as sort of time went on between call it 2016, 2018, I just started to feel more and more kind of unsure, dissatisfied. There were a lot of moments where I just wondered, you know, do I want to keep doing this? Do I close the business? And yet what kept coming up for me was it's not an option. You've put in too much time, too much mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. You've worked too hard. You can't quit. You know, if you quit, you're a failure. There were all these different stories. Was there a part of you that was like, well, I've already done the big switch. Like I've I've done the life-changing career switch and like I can't do that again. Like this is the I've done the change. Yeah, yes and no. And you know, interestingly, I don't know if I like even going into that business and throughout the course of it, I, I don't know if I necessarily thought that's what I would do forever, but I felt like maybe there was m- like I wasn't done with it. There were milestones mm. I sort of wanted to achieve, goals that I had for myself, you know, particular stores I wanted to be in, and certain amounts of money, you know, I want to be making money. I really wasn't very yeah. profitable at that point. But it was all attached to this one line of jewelry making. Yeah. Like that was still the vision. That was yeah. still the path you believed you had turned on and you were going to stay yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I didn't really, I guess for me, changing felt like quitting and I felt like quitting wasn't an option. Mm. Um, around that time, my husband and I decided we'd move to Germany. And, you know, it's interesting how we kind of like prioritize things. For me, this this overseas move is something we talked about for a very long time. And regardless of whether that might be impactful or detrimental or however that might you know, influence the business, I knew that we needed to make the move. It was, it was the right time. And we talked about it for a long time, decided to make this move to Germany, but it was, it presented me with a really good opportunity to then be like, okay, now I've got a little bit of perspective to say, is this what I want to be doing? And I also, in a way, felt like there was kind of like an exit door. It's like, well, if I close my business, people will understand. Like I've, I've moved overseas. Yeah. Um, and I did not close the business immediately. I actually, I continued running the business for about a year once we moved to Munich, um, which I don't think we mentioned that, but I'm, I'm here in Munich with Megan as well, fellow, yep. fellow North American expats. Yay. And I, I just, you know, I guess what moving here showed me is it like really put the dissatisfaction I had in my business into stark contrast with the rest of my life. Because here I am, I'm in this new country and life is, you know, it's pretty swell. Like it's like- I like it here. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. It's like we're hiking in the Alps and we're meeting new connections and we've got this beautiful apartment and it's a great lifestyle and, you know, things are very, very good. And yet I looked at where I was putting my day-to-day time in my business and I just felt like more time than not was um, just not really lighting me up. And so- I came to this very, and you know, my story, of course, is also very long and drawn out, but this long drawn out decision that I needed to close the business. Through that period of time, wondering, you know, do I stay, do I, do I go, so to speak? Yeah. The thing that came up to me over and over again was like, I just need clarity. I need to figure out what it is I want. And I don't even know what it is I want. Yeah. Um, so that was sort of like the first piece as far as an inspiration or spark for how I got into the coaching. So you became a what we now know. <laughs> Flash forward. Yeah. You are now a clarity coach. Mm-hmm. Is that your official title? Yes, yeah. A clarity clarity coach. coach. Because you yourself sought that clarity and then 
we've kind of skipped the middle, but we can flash back to it mm. here and there, is that through finding clarity, you you saw the value mm-hmm. in what that can give to people. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a huge part of it. And, you know, the second piece of that is that when I then said, okay, you know, I've, I've made this decision, I'm going to close the business. Of course, that's great. And then what am I supposed to do now? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, now I'm in limbo. So mm-hmm. in having conversations with a lot of fellow entrepreneurs and business owners and, and knowing a few things, which is that I knew I wanted to have a service-based business model. I didn't mm-hmm. want to be selling products at this point, knowing I really love the entrepreneurial you know, business space having conversations with peers of mine and really asking them, where are you challenged? Where where do you need support in your business? And not having any agenda, but really thinking, okay, how can I apply my own strengths, my own interests, you know, my own desires for where does I want to go? How can I apply that to other people's problems? The through line in almost every conversation I had, and this kind of light bulb moment, if you will, was that they were all lacking clarity. Yeah. You know, they, there was a decision that needed to be made. There was a path that needed to be taken and they didn't really know what to do. And, and you know, it didn't matter whether it was like a particular circumstance, i.e., um, you know, do I, I remember one woman I spoke with was trying to decide if she renewed the lease on her retail store. She'd been in business about five years. It was coming up the following spring. She's like, do I want to still have this business? Um, you know, or if it was something um, you know, broader in terms of the direction that people were taking things. So um, yeah, that for me, I guess both my own experiences as well as realizing clarity is that critical piece that we need to have in order to have momentum and forward motion in order to create what it is we want. My business was was shortly thereafter born. And your business is called? It's just called my name. It's so it's you know Kelty McGuire Clarity Coaching. I think my legal business name is just my name. Um, but yeah, it's I, I mean if you search me for example keltymcguire.com or if you find me on social, it's just just my name. So we're gonna move on to. Are we ready for this? Am I ready for this? I don't know what I'm supposed to be ready for. Oh, well, it's me because. There was a moment in the middle of the pandemic and lockdown when I didn't know clarity was what I was seeking, Mm -hmm. but I needed something. Yeah. I needed something and it was, it was very emotional. And I think I am not the only one that had a few breakdowns during lockdowns that it was very confronting and I didn't know where my emotions were coming from, what to do with those emotions and how to move forward. I was unclear mm-hmm. and I had, I, would, I wouldn't say a lack of motion, but the motion was like dizzy and didn't have a serious direction. It was almost like I need to respond to these emotions and these feelings and this stress in some way. And I didn't know where where to focus my attention yeah. to help kind of relieve whatever tension was building in myself. And then, because we are a part of the same entrepreneur network mm-hmm. here in Munich, you had posted something. And I was like, hmm. And I asked my husband about it. I was like, I'm pretty sure I probably need therapy. I think we all need therapy at yeah, some point. Yeah, we do. I was there yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so I'm not putting down the idea of therapy. And I've done therapy in the past. But this really kind of draws me in, this idea of clarity. So I contacted you and I signed up not for one-on-one coaching, but for a group coaching, which was awesome. 
And it's, what was it called? Unstuck. Unstuck and in motion. <laughs> Unstuck and in motion. And there were, it was me and two other ladies who were in the group, but you have a maximum of... Yeah, five or six. Yeah, five. Yeah. We had a nice little small group. And at first, I'll be honest, I was like, what am I doing here? Like, in my head, I was like, I'm just a mom. I'm a, a mom on maternity leave. I'm not a serious entrepreneur trying to make money. I didn't even have, like, a tax number for my business, a separate tax number. I was like, maybe I don't belong here. Mm. And then I realized that seeking clarity, even though we connected through an entrepreneur group and the other ladies in the group maybe were looking to turn profits on what they were doing or taking serious business decisions, that was like kind of their goal there. Clarity is for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and I did belong there. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would love, before I tell a little bit more about my story and how that helped me with my podcast, for you to maybe kind of explain what does, what are the goals within Unstuck and In Motion yeah. in this in this setting? The group that you and uh, you know Megan, for those listening, obviously we're talking, <laughs> that's me. That's who you is. Not, I'm like you, the listener. No, yeah, Megan. <laughs> so Unstuck and In Motion is a six week group coaching program, and really the, the whole reason I designed it is to give people a step-by-step process they can follow in order to get clear in what they want and to then start taking the steps to make it happen. And the beauty of this program, and I know you really echoed this to me, is that yes, people who come to me and who decide to join this program are usually seeking clarity on a, you know, in a very specific area of business or life. Um, It's usually that professional front. That said, it what it is is it's you know going to give you a tool set. It's going to give you a process to follow. It's going to help you clear that mental clutter. Really, any time that you are looking to assess opportunities, make decisions, you know, find renewed direction. Because the fact is, um, clarity, whether we like it or not, it's not like a one and done thing. It's not like oh, I have clarity. I'm clear. I know what I want. And uh, I wish. You know, yeah, and so goes the rest of life. So. Um, you know, it was really my effort to say, how can we sort of decode this process? You know, what is it that I have done personally? And what is it that I'm doing with my one-on-one clients and doing it in a, you know, there's, there's like a lot of room for play and it's, I don't want to give the impression it's like super um, rigid rigid or structured. That being said, you know, the feedback I get is that these six weeks together, it follows this kind of natural flow where by the end, you just are starting to connect the dots. And it's it's not like you're finished and you're like, oh, this big epiphany. And now I know exactly how the rest of my life's going to play out. But by the end of the six weeks, the idea is that people have a lot more connection with what it is they want. The vision that they have for the future is starting to make a whole lot more sense. And they're starting to take real concrete actions to actually make that happen. This isn't just theoretical. It's not being stuck in planning mode. I encourage people to get out there to test drive their ideas and just start to see what's going to work for them. And something I gained personally from this, and I think at least the other two members of our group, and I've heard from Ferris, who was a previous guest on my podcast, who I met through you. He is also an unstuck in emotion person from a different Mm -hmm. group. What I gained was being able to filter what I don't want. Yes. That was a huge thing for me personally, being able to say, here's a long list of things that I thought were expected of me, mm-hmm. a long list of things I expected of myself, and I'm allowed to say no to things. Yeah. I'm allowed to say that doesn't fit my true agenda, my true values, and the direction I want to go. Yeah. And also filtering where my energy goes, because we only have so much. 
that mm-hmm. taking action element, well, we can't take action on every single thing that comes our way. We just no. can't. No. Yeah. And being able to narrow down and have a system and a decision-making process for where we put our energy. And that was the, uh, I would say, one of the top things that I took away from working with you and in that group. Mm-hmm. It's just like cutting the fat and yeah. really just getting to the point of, okay, let's let's make these decisions and trust my gut. There's, there's another thing. I trust my gut a lot more. Wow. Because I've gone through this process and I know what I want. Yeah. And yeah. when you've got even that, first layer of clarity of knowing what you want, you make decisions faster and you save time. Yeah. And that was a huge takeaway for me. It means so much to me that you're sharing all this. And I'm also like, ooh, this is some good stuff. I'm going to be using this Yeah, you're going to steal some sound bites. Yeah, for sure, to help promote (laughs) the next next group. But it's, you know, it's it's hard to to share this for me, you know, as the business owner to share this without feeling like I'm overstating it. But I've talked with my husband about this, you know, many times and just looking at the results and the feedback, you know, how I'm impacting people. It's like this stuff is truly life changing because, again, this is not just about and I know you're going to share a little bit more about your story, but it's not just about one particular choice. You know, mm-hmm. do I do this or do I do that? This is really as I said the other day, you know, having clarity is going to give you a compass for each and every choice that you are going to make from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. As I told you, and I think you've already quoted me on this, <laughs> as I said, I started having Kelty on the brain. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you said that. I did. Yeah. I, you know, and I would say things to my husband as well, which I, there's this moment and I'll like warn people who are in partnerships where you start to gain clarity, but your partner isn't necessarily on that same track, and you realize how much fluff there is around conversation and decision-making when you lack that clarity or you lack the this compass, as you called it, which is a great yeah. way to look at it. And my husband would be, uh, listeners can't see my hand, but I'm weaving my hand back and <laughs> forth like on a, a up mountain road. You know, my husband would talk about things like this and I go, okay, okay, let's just, let's take the straight path. Yeah. What do we actually, what's the first step Yeah. before we move on to the next set of questions or next step, step of like what ifs and decision making? Yeah. And so seeking clarity and going through this process with you has also helped my husband because it's trickled down through my actions and my decision-making path and technique and whatever else we want to call it to him. Mm. It was abrupt at first where I'd be like, okay, <laughs> like, uh-huh, uh-huh, let's, uh, <laughs> let's just get to the point. But it's so useful in the end to be able to say, oh my goodness, I was just wasting so much time. Mm. And to get to that process, you really need to look internally because it's not a one size fits all. No. And so that was, I think those are the things that I've gained the most from seeking clarity, which honestly, I know the people listening, some of them are going to be like, this sounds so whoop-de-doo. And I get it. It sounds like, what's the word? Like new agey to seek clarity. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of this ephemeral concept. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, and I'll be the first to judge it. I remember being like, oh, let me get clear. But get it. Like you need, 
everyone need everyone needs therapy and everyone needs clarity i'd say and that's uh those are my big takeaways from this so the question is where do i go from here i'm celebrating 50 episodes i feel i've gained some type of clarity mm-hmm. along the way it thanks to like you well we can do a where do we go from here for both of us yeah So let's do you first. You went from marketing and business and all to jewelry entrepreneurship. Yeah. To seeking clarity, then becoming a coach and helping others seek clarity. Yeah. Me being one of those people. Thank you Mm -hmm. very much. You're welcome. Where do you go from here? I have to be quite honest that I am so stoked with this life that I've created. And and maybe we can give a little bit more context to this, you know, woo-woo idea of clarity. Really, clarity is about knowing what you want so you can create the kind of life that just feels like that perfect fit for you, right? It's about business, life, career on your terms. And so I'm on that journey as well. And I have to say, the life we have here in Munich, you know, it's next week I'm going hiking in the Dolomites for nine days. Oh, um, you know, we've, it's just, you know, like it's, that's exactly where I want to be spending my time, my energy. You know, it's, I love the work that I do, but it's also my life is about more than just this business. It's about being able to, you know, invest my time and energy into relationships and hobbies and things that are important to me. And, and really, um, you know, I see myself cultivating a life based on those simple kind of pleasures, being outside, having a great meal with friends. So I'm, you know, personally, in terms of where I'm going, it's, it's really give me more of this, you know, growing my business so I can work with and impact people further. Um, you know, certainly I, I'm somebody who I, as you probably have guessed based on my story, I, I actually do love change as much as that can be like, it can be difficult. It, it very much excites me. So um, Chris and I, we really would love to have more location independence, which is something that I have available to myself right now. Um, he does not in his current job, but we would love at a point in the future to be able to say, okay, Munich's our home base, but we're going to be spending a bit more time in Canada where I'm from, you know, or are we going to be spending a month in Amsterdam this year? And so, um, you know, for the both of us in our partnership, and then for me individually to be working to, um, yeah, just continue to have that kind of flexibility and be spending the time where I want to be spending it. Like I say, it's just like, that's, that's kind of the path I'm on right now. It's like just more, more of this. It's more of this. Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. very happy with what I've created and it's now just kind of about the expansion of it. So. And with your business, you're yeah. going to continue running Unstuck and in Motion. Yes, People correct. can check the website for kind of the different date start dates for those yeah. programs if they want to join. But you also do the one-on-one coaching. Yeah. Do you have any other offers? Yeah. So I, and actually funny, you should ask because, um, in the past, uh, I realized things were not as clear as they could have been on my website in terms of all these ways I help people. So I've got three different ways in which people can work me work with me. And, and so I've got what I call a clarity booster, which, which is really for somebody looking for more of an injection of clarity. It's like, they're pretty much on the right track, but they just need a little bit of a course correction. Maybe they're mm-hmm. trying to make a particular choice and whatnot. So um, that's sort of an entry point to work with me. Um, the group, as you mentioned, I, I will be running my next group. And of course, it depends when people are listening to this, but it'll be in October of 2021. So, mm-hmm. um, but, but ongoing, you know, I run that, that a few times a year. And then I also have um, a, a longer, you know, we usually with one-on-one private coaching, you're working with me for at least three months. So, yeah. so those are, those are the main ways right now. And 
you know, of course, um, I'm sure I'll be expanding offerings in the future. But right now, I think it's about maximizing or um, doubling down on what's working well and, and yeah, supporting more people through those. Yeah. And so I'll link your website and all your social and everything in the show notes so people can easily find you. But it's KeltyMcGuire.com. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And everything everything's on the site. I think I sort of lost my train of thought there as far as things not having been clear before. But I've done some, some website revamps. So you should be able to find everything you need on the website. Because even Clarity Coaches gain clarity and can change along the yeah. way. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 I had to ask myself, is this clear? I'm like, it's not that clear. Let's do better. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do better. Mm, yeah. And so you're, you're, where, where are you headed next? So I've gained a lot of clarity in what I want through working with you and taking what I learned with you forward and kind of testing things out. And something that recently happened to me is I was going through all this, oh, I need to make money, need to make money. I need to support myself with the podcast. I opened a Patreon thing, started recording, and I got back into this dizzy motion of throwing things in five different directions. And you and I are both very big essentialism fans. And there's this visual that you and I love talking about with the arrows going in multiple directions, Mm -hmm. but they're all short because you only have so much energy to give out. Or one arrow going in one direction that is so much longer. Yeah. And that's, I felt like all the short arrows at that moment. And I was like, bring it back in, gain some clarity, question what you're doing. And I cut it. I cut Patreon and that was tough for me because like you'd mentioned earlier in the episode with jewelry, it was like, well, I'm already on this path. I've already invested so much. And not that I'd invested a lot in this idea of Patreon, but oh, it was already on some of the episodes. Yeah. I'd already mentioned it. And I was like, I can't back out if I've already mm-hmm. said I'm going to do something. And then I went, yes, I can. Yeah, I can. I can do whatever I damn well, please. <laughs> I am my, like, I can do it. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to tell people, ignore that. I'm going to cut it from the website. I'm going to edit all the captions on social media where I can. I'm just going to move forward. Yeah. And I know that sounds maybe small to some people, but for a planner like me and my personality type, and that's another thing that comes into clarity, I think, is working with your personality type. Mm -hmm. I needed to confront my kind of, oh, I've committed and I need to follow through in the way I function and go, no, you are allowed to challenge that. Yeah. And I think clarity and what I gained from you is a big part of my balancing Mm. where I go from here because I'm balancing my own culture my professional culture Mm -hmm. and what I see as work ethic and I think where do I go from here is not a specific location but it's this continuation of balancing within myself and what I expect of myself professionally and as an entrepreneur and I'm just happy to keep following this one arrow forward yeah which is create great content, help people start conversations, and keep digging into who I am through these interviews and through these stories. Yeah. And I love that you say that because I think ultimately what this is all about, I mean, really all of our lives, you know, regardless of where we put our time or energy, what we decide to do, not do, it's really about cultivating and having certain experiences and feelings. And again, I'm ending this on like a the esoteric sort of, ooh, clarity note. I but, know, I know. You know but- this is yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's not. 
accomplishing things is great. You know, checking the box can feel good, but ultimately it's about feeling a certain way. It's about having these kinds of experiences in our life. Um, and, and you've, you've encapsulated, you know, what it is you're going for really beautifully, I think. And it, it sounds like yeah, cultivating more of that. Um, it's, it's not about maybe some of those more tangible markers as much as the, this balancing that you talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Because of course, making money is nice. Sure. Yeah. And it's important, right? Like we got to pay our bills. We, we got to pay our bills and yeah. we got to cover our costs, but you know, and that is, I'm sure a lot of people who've sought clarity with you mm-hmm. are making money. Sure. They have, 100%. you know, gone down that path and checked off those boxes. And I've checked off a few boxes yeah. from working with you and taking what I've learned with you forward. Yeah. But as I said at the very beginning, one of the biggest things I gained was the ability to say, no, thanks. Yeah. That doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh Yeah feels good. It feels <laughs> it, so it's, good. It's, a, it's a muscle I'm still, you know, building myself, but I, I would totally agree with you. I think being able to more quickly assess different opportunities, being able to say yes or no, and to have confidence behind that decision as well, mm-hmm. and to know where it's coming from, because it's really rooted to that overall, what, why, you know, where am I going? Yeah. That's yeah, big. Yeah. And something we didn't mention before, which I want, I just realized I don't want to miss this opportunity to talk about within the unstuck in emotion, we talk a lot about fear. Yeah. And I found that so valuable and I find it valuable within balancing cultures because I think when we decide to say yes to some things, no to others, to balance, and balance isn't 50-50. It's not an equal balance. It's saying, I value this. That's where mm. I'm putting my energy. I think when it comes to cross-cultural relationships and moving and balancing our past with our present fear is a part of that and letting go of things can be scary. Yeah. I think that step in the process when you had us talk about fears Mm -hmm. was a big wake up moment for me personally and also for the podcast to say, oh, this is really one of the essential parts of balancing culture is this confrontation of fear and what our decisions hold. Mm hmm. Yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's certainly relevant to all of these things. And it's essential that we look at it. And, and, you know, you, you mentioning that, and even you having previously sort of talked about, you know, these ideas, these stories, we tell ourselves, well, I can't do that. And that would mean that I was, you know, throwing in the towel or whatever. It's like, these kind of blocks that come up are perfectionism, procrastination, Mm -hmm. you know, all these, all these behaviors, they really are rooted in fear. And that's something that we have to be able to to tackle and address and work through in order to then, you know, cultivate that clarity and sort of get to the other side in terms of doing the work. Yeah. And so we move forward. We take what we've learned and we get in motion. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And we, we learn as we go. And I don't know how much we touched upon this, but the taking action piece is critical. I, I, I always say, you know, you can't just expect to sit on a meditation cushion on the top of a mountain and, and have these epiphanies come to you. We've, we've got to be out there. We've got to be experimenting. We've got to be trying things. We've got to be taking steps forward. And that, in turn, is going to help us inform what's next for us. Yeah. And a big part of that within our group when we were talking, and I think this was a, another moment where I was like, ah, is taking action doesn't mean success. No. Sometimes taking action means failure, mm-hmm. but the type of failure you learn from. Yeah. I was like, oh, 
I don't have to be sure that this is going to be a successful step in order to take that action and test it out. Yeah. And yeah. you, I mean, you can't be sure, right? You might you think can't you're be sure, sure, but there's no certainties. You, you've just got to go out there and try. And I know, but that's easier for some personality types. Oh, 100%. 100%. And my personality type was like, am I sure? Is this mm-hmm. really going to be the thing mm-hmm. that helps me move? And it's like, well, you can't be sure. Yeah. Just go. And so that's where I think uh, I'm going to go from here after 50 episodes and continuing on to 51 and hopefully 100 and 200 is just, just try. Mm-hmm. Just go, just do. Yeah. Well, I think you're doing an amazing job of it. And I know that, um, you know, I think the podcast has really evolved a lot over the course of these 50 episodes and I'm excited to see where you take things next. So well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. We thought we were done, but after the interview, Kelty and I kept talking, and it's too good not to share. So, here's a little something extra with Kelty. Wait, I wanted to mention fear. Wait, I wanted to mention this. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to throw it in yeah, at the end because I'd rather like have it. Yeah, yeah. But what I've heard, my brother told me this when we were visiting just last week is these kind of episodes where it's a bit choppier, which he didn't say this, but he told me what his episode, favorite episodes were and where he thought he heard my real voice the most mm-hmm. were the episodes that I knew in my mind were the choppiest, yeah, yeah, the least fluid in my mind. And he's like, oh, yeah. that's where I really felt you came through. And he knows me. Mm, yeah. And so I was like, okay, I don't, perfectionism isn't always the most attractive. No. And and you know what I think it is? I think those kind of choppier episodes, it really is like somebody's, it's that kind of voyeur experience for the listener where it's like, I'm just sitting listening to two people talking and having a conversation and a catch up. Um, It's funny. I just, I've I've committed myself to blogging, like properly blogging. I've hired someone to do keyword research. I'm they're optimizing the posts. Like I'm getting all legit about it. Yesterday, I, I finished, I've been working on this blog post about perfectionism and it was a doozy. I <laughs> must have spent like 15 hours on this post, pulling my hair out, being like, this is absolutely awful. And of course the irony did not escape me. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. It's tough. It's, and sometimes you just gotta be like, that's, that's good enough. And that's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I saw a post yeah. or a meme or something that was about Oh, it was about perfectionism and that it literally doesn't exist. No. Like, perfect doesn't exist. Perfect is... No. It's a myth. Yeah. And I can't remember the exact yeah. wording, so I'm not as eloquent as, as I wish I could be. Yeah. But it, that's so true. Perfect doesn't actually exist. No. Well, and it's... Yeah, I mean, who, and who decides perfect, right. right? And usually the answer is like, I do. Well, I decide. I know who, what perfect is. But, you know, I give a couple examples, but it's like... I don't know, Olympic figure skaters, like n- nobody gets a perfect score and it's like the best in the world. Yeah. And, and even what we might deem perfect today, it's not going to be perfect 10, 10 years from now. Oh it's gosh. like, yeah. Give an example, like uh, how amazing was the first iPhone? It's like, well, <laughs> just like our, our best today is not going to be the best in the future, potentially our perfect. Yeah. And the best is based off what we want now. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. it's like beauty, you know, beauty standards yeah. and what we think is beautiful is now mm-hmm. but in 20 years it's like oh no oh in six months like uh, yeah. now I want to have you know eyebrows that look like this whatever <laughs> like the spiky eyebrows are the yeah, I had yeah, totally. super over tweezed eyebrows in high school 
Oh, I think everybody did. Oh my gosh. What did I do? I think I did permanent damage in some places. Like, Probably. Yeah. I don't know. Can I get some conditioner for these? A big thank you to Kelty for sharing her story and for supporting Balancing Cultures by helping me find clarity. Don't forget to check the show notes on balancingcultures.com for links, resources, and related episodes. While you're there, sign up for the newsletter for bonus content. And if you like what you hear, you can support with Buy Me a Coffee. Link on the website or go through link in bio on social media. Thank you for listening. This was Balancing Cultures, and I'm Megan Kitchen. Mm-hmm.